don't underestimate the potential inspiration that you could get from things completely out of that box of what your project is. Just because I do digital design doesn't mean that I only get inspiration from digital things. I get inspiration from materialistic things, things that are happening around me in the real world. So I think looking outside the box, you could find some unintended, exciting pieces of inspiration. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I'm your other host, Charlie. Today we're going to be talking about inspiration. This is a very hot topic for all designers, you know, where we get our inspiration from, what it actually means to us to be inspired, how important inspiration is even. I think it should be a good chat and we've had some good responses from our listeners from talking about this a bit on Twitter. I think it should be good. First though, the usual check-in. How is everything going lately, Fem? Oh, it's going good, yeah. Things at my day job are starting to get busy, which is good. So lots to do there and always lots to do in side project land as well. So got a few few items on my list this week that I would really like to get through before the end of the week. And last week I met up with a friend of mine here and we're talking about doing a collaborative side project together. So that's cool. kind of in the super, super early stages, so I won't hint any more about it yet. But uh, it should be it should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about it when you know when you can <laughs> talk about it. But you have some exciting news to share. Yes, my website finally launched. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, hopefully we would have put a link last week in the show notes because I think that I said in that episode that it was going to be my like motivation to promise that I was going to put a link yep. there. So maybe you've already seen it, but if you haven't, then I'll put a link in this week's show notes. You can go check out my new site. It's been several months of work on that. And now I sort of feel like I don't know what to do with myself now that I have got that live and I don't have to think about it anymore, you know? Yeah, I saw that you were getting some really nice feedback on Twitter from some people about it. So that must be pretty rewarding. Yeah, totally. Especially because on the homepage, I split it up into three sections. Like when you first load it, the first thing you see is read, watch and listen, which has my latest blog post, video and podcast episode of this show nice. here. And people seem to really be liking that. And that was sort of like a, I suppose, like last minute inspiration for me, you know, to put that in there. So it's awesome that that's the thing that's hitting home. That's so cool. So now that you've finished that, what's your next focus or is that still to be determined? Well, next month, you know, with my monthly focus thing, I'm going to be moving on to lettering and, you know, setting aside time to do that. But for the rest of this month, I am actually working on plans for a kind of secret side project that might potentially be like a little project that I do with my viewers. It's like a summer school thing. That's all I'll say for now because, yeah, I don't really know the details yet, but it's just something that I'm thinking about that I really want to do. I talked about it a bit in my 2015, wait, 2016 goals video earlier in the year. So, yeah, I don't know. Just doing some brainstorming and stuff. Yeah, you and I never slow down, do we? As soon as one thing ends, we're like, okay, yeah. next one. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much it's our lives. So let's kick off today's topic. We're talking about inspiration. So to start this, I'd like to know what inspiration means to you. And I know that's a confusing question, so 
I don't know, do you want me to say what it means to me first or yeah, have yeah. you got some ideas? No, no, I'd love to hear from you first. Okay. So for me, inspiration, you know, in general is sort of seen as, I think, like, you know, taking what someone else has done and putting your own spin on it or seeing an idea that someone else has had and, you know, that sparking something of your own. But I think that often inspiration is used a little bit as like a crutch or an excuse in design. You know, you can just say, oh, I'm not inspired and use that as an excuse to to not do something. I was definitely guilty of that in design school. I'd use that all the time, like, oh, I'm not inspired by this brief, so, you know, it's crap or whatever. But inspiration, I think, as I've come to realize, is something that comes from within yourself. And inspiration is more about how you see the world and your view on things. So you might be inspired by not just other design work, but by random little things like a song or like, I don't know, the shape of a petal on a certain flower that you see. You know, little things like that can spark something in you. So inspiration is about learning to look at things in a certain way. Did that make any sense? (laughs) Yeah, and wow, like you said that so melodically like so beautifully that I think that was so (laughs) awesome I guess for me inspiration is not necessarily like a moment where I realize that I'm inspired by something it could be that like as I go along my you know daily life I'm subconsciously collecting all the things around me whether that's down to the detail of the flowers that I'm walking past or something else that I might see on a billboard or in a train or something. And I think my brain like subconsciously stores all of that. And then when it comes to getting into my creative mode, I might just pull inspiration from something that happened to me or that I saw a year ago, you know? It's not like at that time a year ago when I saw or experienced that thing, I was instantly inspired, but it could come into use later on. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And now I think I want to change my answer and say there's two <laughs> different like levels of inspiration in a way. Because, yeah, that one you talked about with just gathering, you know, inf- information and inspiration constantly is a really good point. I can't remember where I read this. I'm pretty sure it was something that Austin Cleon said, who is the author of a book that I love and that is highly relevant for this topic of inspiration. It's called Steal Like an Artist. And I talk about it all the time, way too much, even more than I talk about my favorite to-do app, I think. And people shouldn't be put off by the idea of a book because it's actually this tiny, like, yeah. what size would you even say? It's like a tiny little square, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's a little square. Small. It's really cute and yeah. really well designed and like a cute little art book that is, yeah, super informative and awesome. But There's something he said, I think, that I'm going to paraphrase, where inspiration is not, like, you don't go gather it. It's like a lifelong mission. Yeah. And that's what I think you're talking about, that it's just things that you come across. You don't purposefully look for inspiration. It's just things that find you along the way. Yeah, I totally agree. It's not like I'll go outside or, like, actively start looking on the internet for like oh I need some inspiration now so I'm going to google it like where do you even begin if you were doing that I I don't even know if you were to suddenly force yourself to be inspired by something that just sounds so difficult I think I used to do that a lot in design school and like the early stages of my career like the first stage of a project for me would be like inspiration gathering 
And so I'd like go look at other websites, go look at other business cards or, you know, whatever the actual project was that I was designing. And I'd go look for that and see what other people had done. And I don't do that anymore because I don't think it's the best way to get inspiration to look at exactly how someone else has done the project you're doing. Because I think then it's hard to, you know, subconsciously it's going to end up looking similar because you're looking at, you know, things that are answering the same brief. But it's better to get inspiration, I think, from stuff that's unrelated, you know, maybe stuff that's stored in your little inspiration bank that you've just collected along the way. Or I think I talked about it, oh, I can't remember, a few episodes ago. Yeah, you did. When I was doing my infographic, I didn't go look at other infographics, but I looked at like illustrations and colour schemes and things, you know, so that I wasn't ending up copying, but, you know, pulling in those different sources made for something unique yeah I used to do the same when I was starting out and up until somewhat recently ish that at the start of a project I would go and do that I'd like try and collect inspiration and make mood boards and things like that and in some way during design school we were encouraged to do that you know mood boards were like the thing like how pretty could you make your mood board and everyone had to stick it up on the wall and you know it was very much like an important or emphasised to be an important part of the process. But I'm trying to move away from that or or doing that right at the start because I find I rely on it too much. So I think being able to like take a step back and maybe first jot down your own ideas and your own creative thoughts and your own inspirations from things that you've already collected in the past and maybe then after that you could go and like purposefully seek other bits of inspiration if you need to maybe you don't maybe you've got enough inspiration collectively stored from past memories and experiences and you don't need to anymore yeah and and maybe the the problem was with those mood boards that we did in design school was that they were filled with things that were directly related so like you know if we were designing a business card we'd look at other people's business cards that they'd made Whereas perhaps it could have been more interesting and valuable to like look at, I don't know, like Scandinavian interior design and see what we could pull from that into the business cards we were designing. I think that could have made for a much more creative project. And I don't know, maybe the tutors at design school did try to push us along those paths and I just completely ignored it because I just didn't get it that that's what inspiration was about. Because I did think that it was about, you know, how have other people done this? Okay, I'm going to take bits from that and make my own do you find that you collect things along the way like I find that in the past couple years if I see like a really nice print of something like I'll keep it or like people's business cards sometimes I get like super creative business cards from people and I sort of store them away well you're meant to store them anyway but you know I like (laughs) purposefully keep them for the purpose of I love you know how it's being done and things like brochures that maybe are super cool or uh, style guide books for interior design studios or something like that. I sort of have this like accumulating collection of things that I've seen or collected in the past that I really like the aesthetic of and that I am not necessarily inspired by on the spot, but I kind of store them for future reference. Do you kind of do the same? Yeah, I do. Not so much with physical things, unless it's like a print that I am actually going to hang on my wall, in which case it's really cool because it can, you know, inspire me on a daily basis because I just generally get inspired by seeing pretty things. 
But I try to use Pinterest for collecting like websites that I like or, you know, little pieces of typographic design, that sort of thing. I'm not very good with it, though. And I find that often I see really cool stuff on Instagram. And that's not like there's no easy way to add that to my Pinterest board. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a shame because a lot of that inspiration I see only for like a fleeting second. But I don't know. I guess it gets stored in my memory, perhaps, to come back at a later date. I do really like scrolling through my Pinterest boards, though, just, you know, whenever there's a spare second and I'm feeling a bit, like, low on energy or something, just having a look can really help perk me up. Yeah, Pinterest is an interesting one. I think a lot of creatives use that as a as a place to collect and store digital pieces of inspiration. So it sounds like you use it quite actively, which is really interesting because I've tried so hard and I just can't get into Pinterest. I I don't know if I'd say I use it actively, but that whenever I do use it, I find it really valuable. I tend to forget it exists a lot of the time because, you know, like I said, the inspiration that I'm seeing, the stuff that I'm liking is on Instagram or it's a full website and then I have to be the one to bother to go and take a screenshot, you know. But every now and then if I just scroll through the people that I follow on Pinterest, I follow a few people who post really great web designs, for example, that I'll uh, leave a link to in the, the show notes if anyone is interested and uses Pinterest. So if I scroll through my Pinterest home feed or whatever it's called, this, you can tell I'm not a proper user because I don't know what the terms are. <laughs> but there's often some really cool stuff pops up. And I think it's good to do that semi-regularly, I suppose, so that you're not doing it just before a project. So you're not looking at it just before I'm about to design a website because then I'm, you know, unintentionally going to pull things from it when it's more useful if I just look at those things regularly and sort of get ideas in my brain that then when a brief comes around, I can use and by then they've sort of been, you know, melded with other things in my mind. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You've kind of just pre-answered the question that I was going to ask you, <laughs> which was around... Ask me anyway. <laughs> well, when you are starting a project or like when you have a new brief, do you like create a Pinterest board and add like inspiring images into it or like I think you just said do you kind of do that more on a like regular basis so it's kind of there already in case you need to refer to it but you probably don't because you've already like done that work beforehand. Yeah I try to do it you know not just before a project but every now and then I do have a look at what else is out there like I'm coming to redesign the homepage for our website, for example. And what I did is, like you said before, I, you know, went with what was in my own brain first and did like a brainstorm on some wireframes of, you know, elements that could be included, you know, just from looking at the brief and from my own mind. But then I went and had a look at what other people were doing to get some ideas of what's out there because especially with web design, I think I'm not always aware of what can be done with code. So mm. seeing what other people have done, yeah, can be really inspiring and not just looking at it, but critiquing why it might be good or bad, you know, why it might work to take the only the good bits and not just, you know, make it an accidental copy of the whole thing. It's also important to look at what competitors are doing as well, being aware of that so that you don't accidentally design something similar. What do you think of places like Dribble for inspiration? I use Dribble. In the same way that I use Pinterest, I suppose, and that is not very often, but whenever I do, I find it really inspiring. People post a lot of cool stuff on there, and I think 
Dribble in particular, well, the feed that I see anyway isn't generally complete things, like it's little pieces of projects rather than looking at a whole website, for example. So in a way that's really good because you can't unintentionally copy the whole thing because you're not even seeing it, you're just seeing a little bit. And you're able to focus in on the little details that might be really cool and useful rather than looking at the whole thing. How about you? Are you a Dribbble user? Yeah, that's sort of how I use it as well. So I find it quite useful to pick out like UI elements, for example, and see sort of like the finer details and little snippets of things. So maybe I need some inspiration for designing some testimonials, for example. And Dribbble is a really great place to do that because like you said, rather than people posting the whole design of the entire website, they're posting little bits. So people are posting like just the testimonials, for example. And so if you need like inspiration, I guess, for like a sort of particular element or something specific, then that could be quite a nice place to do that because you can really zoom in on that detail. It's also really cool for icon design as well. I can just, you know, search the word that I'm going to look for and see how other people have represented it. It's really helpful. I want to I want to ask because we keep talking about how, you know, we don't want to copy things. It might be really obvious to us, but do you reckon you could explain why having your work accidentally copy something else is bad? Well, I mean, as a designer or a creative, you want to be showing that you have unique skills, right? You have a unique take on things and you're your own individual and you have your own creative process, etc. And you want to be able to demonstrate that to others to show your creativity and your skill level. So if people look at your work and are going to think that it's cop- that you've copied it off someone else, they're probably going to be second guessing your your creative process there would you agree yeah definitely and I think I'd also say that well I suppose everything in the world is a copy of a copy now right you know there's there's a quote about that that I can't remember yeah I think there's a video called everything's a remix or something like that yes yes let's find that and we'll link it in the show notes yeah it's a good thing to watch so I think that you know there is going to be something that looks similar to what you're doing, but also I think that everything can be improved upon. So looking at a UI element that you love, that someone else has done, don't just try and recreate it with your colors and fonts or whatever, but see how you can improve on it for your situation and your brief and your target audience. Because also, like, just because someone else has done it and it's worked for them, it doesn't mean that it will be the best for your situation, right? Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Everybody has a different brief, so what's worked really well for them isn't necessarily going to be the best solution for the problem that you're trying to solve. Yeah, exactly. So as usual, we asked our Twitter followers uh, what they thought about this topic. So we asked them, where do you find inspiration when it comes to your creative work? And we got a couple of replies, one from Ivana who said, depends on which inspiration I need at that moment and what it's for, but it's pretty much everywhere anyway. So I feel like we kind of touched on that earlier when we were talking about, you know, inspiration being something that we're always constantly absorbing and constantly taking in rather than actively going out to hope that we'll be inspired by something. Yeah, exactly. It seems like everyone is on the same page as us about that. Borja said that he gets inspiration from Tumblr, Pinterest, 
uh, real life billboards, etc., etc. So I guess that's another good way of getting inspiration from the world around you and especially in the sort of creative world I guess getting inspiration from things like billboards and advertisements and that kind of stuff if you're doing that kind of work then obviously grabbing inspiration from those who are in the same creative field as you and doing similar things is probably going to be useful. Yeah and with Tumblr and Pinterest as well I think it's a good note to say that you should definitely follow creative people and you know, if you're going to spend time on social media and, you know, browsing sites, it might as well be worthwhile. So if you fill it with stuff that's inspiring, people who are motivating, then that will make it a better use of your time, I suppose. On that topic of following creative people, while I don't necessarily use Tumblr or, or Pinterest actively, I do quote unquote follow other sort of creative people I know. And by follow, I mean I check out their portfolio somewhat regularly. I might follow them on Twitter and see them, you know, posting updates about their work and sharing the creative process. And I find that really inspiring because I can sort of see their progress along the way and check in now and then and see what they've been up to. And it's also quite cool to get familiar with a particular creative in terms of their style. And sometimes I can be really inspired by the, st- the particular style that other creative might have. Yeah, that's true. And also, like, when you follow someone in their work and their process, you're not just seeing, like, you know, a particular UI element. You're seeing how they got there, you know. And if, like you said, you get a feel for their style and how it comes across, you can see how they apply that to lots of different types of work, which is really cool. There's one particular creative that I've started following recently, and I'd love to link her in the show notes because she has a beautiful beautiful style and her name's Marta Veludo and she lives here in Amsterdam and uh, I saw her speak at Creative Mornings late last year and she has this super beautiful like geometric 3D pastel coloured style that she incorporates super well into her projects so I guess if people are looking for someone to follow that's got a really strong unique style I would definitely recommend checking her work out. I'm definitely going to check her out sounds amazing. Uh, Sophie said that she gets lost in a Behance rabbit hole all the time, as well (laughs) as creative YouTubers, which inspire her. Yeah, I can see how that happens. I get lost in dribble rabbit holes sometimes. Yeah, and what about creative YouTubers? I mean, you are more active on YouTube than I am, so is there anything you could maybe add to that? Yeah, I really love seeing how creative YouTubers do things like not just the content of their videos, but their titles and things. There's a YouTuber I love called Animata, who actually is living in London right now studying design for a semester abroad. She's actually from Portugal and she has the most beautiful like little motion graphics touches in her videos. It's the sort of thing that, you know, she just puts in that little bit of extra effort, which I think is really awesome. Maybe I'll, I'll link her in the show notes as well, because you should definitely check her out if you're into like, you know, creativity and that sort of thing. Meg named off a few creatives that she finds inspiring, which I think is what we had just touched on there about actual real world people that that inspire us. So I think that that's super cool that she follows some people that she finds inspiring. And I think we all should do that, right? Yeah, definitely. I think following other creative people is going to open your mind up, especially if they're creative people doing different things like some of the creative people I follow are full-time lettering artists or full-time apparel you know they design 
for apparel and that's obviously something that I don't do but I can still find inspiration in that work and potentially be able to pull it into my own. Definitely and I I find that more interesting actually to pull inspiration from um, I don't know how to describe it like unexpected sources so like not the thing that you're particularly doing but other stuff. We talked about this I think in a few episodes ago because I had someone ask me if I could make a video talking about it, where I talked about how in design school, one of the most important things that I learned was to be inspired by everything, like learning to look at things in a new way and, you know, see patterns and shapes that you can pull and take from. I remember we did a project, uh, forgive me if I've already talked about this, I think I have, but we did a project on Cuba Street in Wellington. Basically, we just had to make something inspired by Cuba Street and it had to have, you know, some form of meaning and it had to, you know, it had to show where it came from. And I ended up making something looking at the brick patterns in the street mm-hmm. because they sort of change as you go up. And yeah, I don't know. It was just a cool project that got me thinking that there's beautiful stuff all around us, even if it is just, you know, these bricks that I walk on every day you can take inspiration from when when you think about it and look at them in a new light. Totally, and this completely ties into Holly's tweet, uh, and she said that she tries to think outside of the box and look at things beyond the scope of the obvious for the project. So that's exactly what we're talking about, right? I think don't underestimate the potential inspiration that you could get from things completely out of that box of what your project is. Just because I do digital design doesn't mean that I only get inspiration from digital things I get inspiration from materialistic things things that are happening around me in the real world so I think looking outside the box you could find some unintended exciting pieces of inspiration just like the bricks on Cuba Street yeah one thing that I have really enjoyed though since you know being in the quote-unquote real world of design rather than design school is that your inspiration doesn't have to have meaning behind it. It doesn't have to be connected to the project in any way. And you don't have to like be able to show directly where that inspiration came from and how you tied it in. I think that was a big part of design school that obviously was to help us get thinking about working in that way. But you always had to describe, you know, where you the inspiration behind this piece and the rationale behind this, you know, you don't have to do that so much in the real world. You can be inspired by something and, you know, let it spark an idea in your head, even if it's completely unrelated and apply it if it helps the brief. And the only thing that matters is that it helps the target audience understand what you're doing, you know? Yeah, totally. Just like I asked you at the beginning of this episode, Fem, I asked our listeners what inspiration meant to them. And PT responded that it means everything to him, that working from home it's hard to find, so really has to push to get out in the real world and find it. I think that inspiration can be found a lot online, so maybe, I don't know, following some more creative people could yeah. could help there. But yeah, getting out in the real world, I, I definitely find is the best source of inspiration. Like, you can look at websites on Pinterest or there's a couple of uh, like repository sites that I'll link down below that I often head to when you know there's a downtime between projects or something site inspire and Landbook are both like repositories of really interesting websites to see what cool things people are doing yeah that can be really valuable but heading out in the real world and getting inspiration from those unlikely sources is definitely cool yeah I think if you're at home and having a big creative block the best thing to do is just go outside, go for a walk. 
there's so much happening outside that you never know. You could be completely inspired by something that you never thought would even have the potential of being inspiring. And that's the thing too, like I feel like often when that sort of thing is talked about, it sounds really like arty and vague and like, you know, you're going to make a piece of like interpretive art from it, you know, from this conversation you overheard, but you definitely can apply those sort of outside influences to, you know, realistic client briefs. You can let it spark something in you and, you know, see things in a new way that might help you understand where the target audience is coming from or allow you to add a really unique touch to whatever you're making to make it really stand out from your competitors from this outside influence. I don't think that it has to be all like, you know, about fine arts. Would you agree, Fem? Yeah, I would agree. You could be inspired by the person If you work usually in the digital space, you could be inspired by the person sitting on the tram next to you trying to interact with a website on their phone and getting frustrated because it's not doing what they expect it to be doing. And that might spark something in you that you could carry on into the digital project that you're working on. You know, who knows? So it could also be a combination of real world slash digital at the same time. Definitely. I think that's a really good point. Do you have any advice for, like, I know this is something that I said I learned in design school, you know, from doing those projects, but do you have any advice for getting people to look at things in a new way and, you know, this sort of way of looking at everything as inspiration? Like, right now I'm staring at a lamp and if I needed inspiration for a project, I bet that I could find something in this random lamp that I'm staring at. I guess as creatives, we're creative, right? So I think you just need to put your creative hat on and see beneath the surface or outside the box, whichever saying you prefer. And I think it's important also to not take everything so literally. Like yes, a lamp might be a circular shape, so you could pull that circular shape into something else and then from there it forms into something else and then something else again. So you could start with something like a lamp and then end up with something completely different based on this process that you've just taken. Yeah, like, look at what the thing does, you know, how it moves, any little pieces of shapes from it, how the light is hitting it in a certain way. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, maybe as an exercise, you could look at something and think deeply about it for a sec and see, I think that'll help you realise just how many ideas you can get from just one little thing. Yeah, totally. And try not to be so literal as well. Yeah, for sure. So in response to our tweet asking what inspiration means, Sasha had a really good response, I thought. She said that, for me, inspiration is about a continual refresh in my creative energy, that desire to make something new because I feel the ideas. And I like that she said, I feel the ideas, Mm. you know, not just like she has them, but she feels them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think we all need that occasional refresh in creative energy. And it sounds like for Sasha, inspiration brings that to her. So I think that's cool. Yeah, totally. How important, again, this might sound like a dumb question, but how important do you think inspiration is as designers? I think it's super important. I think it can totally shape your work as a designer or or your style. I think whether you want to admit it or not, most of us have our own style. Whether you know what it is or not yet, you'll be developing it as you go. And I think a lot of the time, whatever your style is or ends up being is very heavily influenced by what you're inspired by. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I know at the start of this episode, I said that 
inspiration can sometimes be used as like a crutch or an excuse for not doing something, you know, oh, I'm not inspired, so I'm not going to do this. But it is really important to be inspired. And, you know, I, f- I can't work if I'm not inspired because what am I going to do? But also you can't use that as an excuse. Like inspiration can be found everywhere if you look for it. And yes, you can't like force yourself to be inspired by this thing. But if you just take a sec, take a breath and think about something, let your mind wander on a certain topic. I just firmly believe that as creatives, we will find that inspiration in anything that you look at. If you want to, if you want to find it, inspiration will be there. And there's no right or wrong either. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Whatever you're inspired by, go with it. Yeah, definitely. doesn't matter what it is. You know, that's what I was saying about this, you know, being in the real world and not having to give a reason or a rationale for your ideas, you know, as long as it answers the brief and fulfills, you know, the the target audience's needs or whatever, then it's okay. And you don't need to explain where it came from unless you particularly want to. So do you ever have moments where you're feeling super uninspired and You can't seem to pull from your inspiration bank that you have either on Pinterest, Dribbble or in your mind, wherever that is that you store it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is experiencing creative block. Do you ever find that that happens to you, even though you've got this like wealth of inspiration? Yeah, sometimes that just hits, right? And you can't seem to avoid it. And it's possibly connected to burnout, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this would be a really good topic for a future episode. Maybe we should talk about yes. this next week so that we can go further into detail on it because I think there's a lot to be said yeah. here. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. Cool. So episode 20, creative block. <laughs> oh my gosh, 20 episodes. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Very exciting. Well, shall we wrap it up there? Yeah, let's wrap it up here and... Like we've talked about in this episode, there'll be lots of links to things in the show notes that you can go and check out, maybe if you're in need of some inspiration at the moment. I don't know, I hope this episode has been helpful and that it might help you think about things in a new way if inspiration is something that you're struggling with at the moment. So Charlie, where can people go to find us online? You should head to designlife.fm where you can listen to all of our 19 now episodes. There you'll also find ways to contact us if you've got any suggestions for future episodes, anything you'd like to hear us talk about and discuss on the podcast, even any stories that you want to share. There is a contact form there where you can send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also follow us on Twitter at designlife.fm and join in on the conversation. Yes, please do, because that's one of my favourite parts. Yeah, it's always fun. It's been a while since we read out a iTunes review, so I thought I'd just read one out that we got recently from Claren, and they said, Great, honest discussions to help you navigate the world of design as a full-time worker, freelancer, and design enthusiast. I think these episodes are especially relevant for young designers going through university and then trying to figure out where they fit in the real world. Good quality content at just the right length. Keep it up. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's very nice. And I checked out iTunes reviews earlier and all of our reviews have five stars, which I think is so cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm very impressed. Quite, yeah, honoured, to be honest. Yeah, Totally. So thank you so much to everyone who's left a review on iTunes. It means a lot to us and we do read them. So thank you. Yeah, please, if you have been enjoying the show, go ahead and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. 
Uh, it'll help other people find the show and give them an idea of if they should subscribe or not, which we definitely would like them to do. So there'll be a link to our iTunes where you can go and do that in the show notes as well. See you in episode 20 on Creative Block. Woohoo, see you next week. Bye, fam. Bye, Charlie.